arts, culture, and entertainment in the Coachella Valley. This is The Desert Scene with Bonnie G. From the Mutual Broadcasting System, here's Bonnie. And welcome to The Desert Scene. So happy to have you here today. And also happy to welcome to the show, Devin. And I know he's been on before. I hope I don't butcher your name. Or- Orgeron. Is that correct, Devin? I got it. Yay. <laughs> Devin Orgeron, who is the co-founder of Deserted Films, Palm Springs. They've always got a lot of stuff going on. And they do a lot of it over at the Palm Springs Cultural Center. So welcome to the show. And tell us what's coming up next. Thanks, Bonnie. So, yeah, we've we've been through the month of February, the end of January and the month of February. We've had this series that we've been doing called Cinema on Ice, and we've been pairing, uh, you know, mainstream films, Hollywood films that involve snow and cold weather with uh, cocktails that kind of go with the films and um, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and one of the things that we've been able to do, and one of the reasons we love this series, is it gives us an opportunity to show some stuff from our own collection, right? So we collect home movies shot in and around Palm Springs, and so before each one of the screenings, we get to show a you know a short two to five minute. Um, real of what Palm Springs used to look like. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. The audience reaction has been has been just really really sustaining for us. So the so the Cinema on Ice uh, series that was is a mixture of home movies and regular Hollywood movies that have to do with snow and ice. Exactly. Yeah. So so we started the series off with uh, with John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, at towards the end of January, and then we moved the night before uh, Groundhog Day. We showed Groundhog Day, and mm-hmm. um, we also showed McCabe and Mrs. Miller, a western that takes place in the snow. And we have Snowpiercer coming up on February 16th, and the series culminates with uh, Doctor Zhivago on February 25th, which is a great story. I mean, the story behind uh, the Camelot Theater and Dr. Zhivago is is super fun. I mean, it was the first film uh, to ever be screened at the at the Camelot here in Palm Springs. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, really interesting. It was like it was two years after the film came out, um, and when the the Camelot was opening, and they wanted to show off their uh, state-of-the-art equipment. They had this this new projection system called the Dimension 150, which was a 70-millimeter uh, projector that was combined with a gigantic curved screen. And there weren't many films that would, uh, that, that would allow them to show this, this technology off. And so Dr. Zhivago was it. And it was a big gala event. It was for the United Fund. It was a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Stars from all over Hollywood, all over the world, came out to to this uh, big event, and so ours won't be quite that big, but yeah. <laughs> we have some some people come out for it. And so, um, how how many films total would you say you have the deserted films that you have in your collection at this point? Uh, so at this point, we we actually have a little bit of a backlog, but I think we have about fifteen hundred films wow. at this point that uh, that we've been collecting. Really, we we just got started collecting um, during the pandemic, and we kind of looked at each other and said, "We have to do something." Yeah, <laughs> and we started doing it. And it's just it's been it's been a, a sort of constantly growing collection. Um, and it's not all Palm Springs; it's the Valley generally in Southern California and the desert sort of broadly speaking but um 
But it's been a lot of fun, and we have a big show coming up for Modernism Week that showcases a whole lot of that material. Mm -hmm. How do you decide what to add to your... Have there been films that you've sort of passed on and said, yeah, this doesn't really fit with our collection? Yeah, although it's hard because we're both of us have such a love for this stuff that we'll find something redeeming in in anything that we we any film that we find. But um, but for the last couple of months, we've really been trying to focus on uh, collecting stuff that's really pertinent to uh, Palm Springs and the Coachella Valley, and so really just narrowing our focus as much as possible and getting as much footage as we can from home movies of like identifiable hotels and right. buildings and things that people recognize. The the home movies that are in your collection, do do they have to be a, of a certain quality technically for or do you as part of the process that you kind of pump pump things up in that a, a area? Yeah, yeah. That's a really it's a super smart question and really interesting and one one of the things that's that sort of motivates us and one of the reasons we collect is because this material is delicate, right? Mm-hmm. I mean it's susceptible to to aging and to deterioration and living in the desert doesn't make that any easier. Right. Um it, it doesn't this material does not like the heat. And so we do encounter pretty frequently films that are kind of in the process of decom- decomposing. Yeah. Um, but we work with some really great vendors and some students at UCLA that have helped us uh, save some of these films. And so that's, that's part of what we're doing. And if we find something that is just unsavable, yeah. um, sometimes we'll just rescue it to, to see if there's even just an image, one still image um, on the reel of film. Um, but we're just really dedicated to trying to make sure these things don't disappear. <laughs> that's, that's our well, goal. That's, well, that, that's, and now the home movies, do they have to be, are there parameters? Do they have to be a certain length and not longer than a certain length? And obviously you're so, always... Uh, go ahead. Most, most of the time, uh, the, like amateur filmmakers had, you know, amateur setups. And so they would buy, you know, a camera and a projector maybe it's Sears and a light kit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And most of the time those, those setups were designed to shoot about five, five minutes worth of film. But a lot of amateurs that were really into the hobby would edit together multiple reels. And so, you know, we have some, some reels of Palm Springs in the area that are 25 minutes or a half an hour, but they're edited together from, uh, multiple, multiple visits and multiple uh, shootings. And so that's, but yeah, it varies. Uh, but usually a reel of film uh, in the 1950s and 1960s is around three minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, the the folks that submit the home movies that are uh, added to your collection, they, yeah. they're, they're, I'm guessing, is there any money that changes hands or this is just for the honor of them having their film in your collection and maybe being shown at one of these events? Uh, yeah, I, it's interesting. I mean, most of the films in our collection, uh, the, the 1,500 films, most of them are things that we have found through auctions and estate mm-hmm. sales and thrift stores and stuff like that. Some have been donated, a very small number have been donated, but... Uh, no money ever exchanges hands. It's it's really it's a, we're a nonprofit, and mm-hmm. our our goal really is just to make people aware of this material and to share it. Um, I know there are a lot of collectors sort of functioning in the same category as we do, 
that sell the footage to stock houses and stuff like that. We just, we, we choose not to do it that way. And are you, I don't think I've asked you this before, are you yourself also a filmmaker? Are you more of a, a, a collector and a, an appreciator or do you actually go out and make your own films? We're, we're both, you know, uh, my wife Melissa and I are both scholars and, and historians and Melissa I think could can fairly refer to herself as a filmmaker and a video essayist and one of the things that she does for these shows and it's a remarkable thing it's a lot of work is she takes all of these films or segments from these films and edits them together um, into things that you know are real essentially a 20 minute or a 40 minute show and mm-hmm. if that's not filmmaking i don't know what yeah it is. yeah <laughs> it's a lot of labor involved and a lot of technical know-how and so deserted films uh, the uh, as an entity how long have you been uh, uh, around as an entity not very long we're, <laughs> we're still really fresh we really just started collecting and in uh in 2019 and were recognized uh, federally shortly thereafter. And so we're not, we're, we're just getting started, <laughs> I would like to say, um, which is alarming in some ways because <laughs> it seems as though our house is just filled with these things. Yeah. Now. But it's, it's the life we've chosen to live. <laughs> now, qu- another question for you. So you put on these events, you have these series, the for, for instance, Cinema on Ice, and that those, yeah. those, so far, those have all been at the Palmstrings Cultural Center? Yeah, that's right. And our, well, we we have also done some work with the the Palm Springs Public Library, where we do some kind of one off events, and mm-hmm. uh, t- I won't call them lectures, but discussions where we use some of these films to um, suggest ideas and to get the the community talking and um, and stuff like that. And so, but but the Camelot has really the the Palm Springs Cultural Center has really been. Uh, uh, for us, just a salvation because mm-hmm. they've they've been so willing to work with us and so willing to sort of experiment with this kind of I think really really interesting and really different kind of programming. You don't find stuff like this in every city, so yeah. I, I feel like Palm Springs is, is kind of a, got the jump on a lot of yeah. other places. Yeah, I was going to ask you, and you kind of answered my question. If you ever kind of branched out in sort of a purely educational aspect of it, but going to the libraries and having the discussions, that's kind of what I was thinking of, of, of branching out into other venues occasionally f- just from an educational point of view, RE film. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things that we're really longing to do as, as we sort of establish ourselves here is to get into the local schools and mm-hmm. College of the Desert and really just get people thinking about this stuff. Besides, uh, I mean, you know, it's we love what we do, but we also want other people looking for and thinking about this stuff, not for our own collection, but just for our, our broader sense of history, because right. like I said, I mean, if we don't, if we don't pay attention to the stuff, a lot of these records are just going to be gone forever. And so it's a fun hobby, but it also has a, a kind of, I don't know, a, col- a, a sort of larger cultural purpose. Right. Okay, re- re- recap. In the next couple of weeks, say the uh, second and third week of February, what are the couple things coming up soon that people can come see? Right. Uh, so, so we have Snowpiercer coming on February 16th at the Cultural Center at 6 o'clock. Um, and we have a special cocktail for that showing um, called the Protein Bar Fizz. Um, it sounds strange, but it will be delicious. Okay. And then uh, we have Dr. Zhivago coming on 
February 25th. And um, for that one, we're, we're not very creative. We're having, we're pairing it with white Russians. Okay. <laughs> Super. Um, seems, seems logical. And we have, you know, lots of great things from our archive preceding both films for Dr. Zhivago. Cause it's so long, we're thinking we're going to do sort of a regular intermission. Yeah. And during the intermission, we're going to show some stuff from our archive. Mm-hmm. And if people wanted to find out more about tickets and how to get there, wh- where should they go? To find info, uh, the Cultural Center website is a is probably the best place to go, okay. and you'll find links to tickets and desertedfilms.org to find out more about us. Perfect. Well, Devin, thank you so much. This, what a wonderful project you guys are doing. I, I think it's fabulous. I think it's much needed in the desert. Continued success, and thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Bonnie. Have a good one. All right, you too. And we'll see the rest of you next time on the Desert Scene. This program was produced by the Mutual Broadcasting System.